So sometimes you have a podcast planned out way in advance and four or five people tell you even up to the last minute that they can't make it. And then two or three more people say, hey, I wish I could be there. Well, one guy stepped up, filled the role. His name's Jerry Tucker. You're going to get to know him in this episode. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. Dry Tucker. Dry, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm great. I'm just happy to be here. Well, I'm happy that you're here. Um, the listeners don't know that, uh, let's see, it's uh, it's 6.30 now, and two hours ago, I didn't have a guest for this episode. I had two or three people that were like, yeah, I'll come do it, and then the last guy at 4.30 today, it's 6.30 now, he said, hey, I ain't going to be able to make it. So I threw it out there on Facebook, and Jariah to the rescue <laughs> uh, which is why he's got his John Danaher outfit on. Yeah, um, I was. Uh, I'm actually dressed to go to jujitsu class, and um, I had to admit to Danny that on the way here, I was kind of making excuses to not go already because <laughs> my full time training partner there is currently out of the state. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was on the way, and I was stopped at a red light, and um, opened Facebook. You know, while I was driving, sorry. Uh, and uh, red light. I see the post, and I'm like, man, at the very least, I mean, I just get a chance to hang out with Danny. So <laughs> you know, I've never been on a podcast. I have nothing to offer, nothing interesting. But Well, all right. That's the end of this episode. Yeah, then. So, yeah we're done. No, but I, it, it's cool. I think that uh, our buddy Patrick, I don't know if Patrick wants us to say his last name because of his line of work, but uh, – I think he's gassed you up a little bit and making you maybe believe that I'm somebody that I'm not and that this is something that it's not. None of that came from Patrick. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, bless your heart. That's awesome. Uh, but happy you're here, man. It's, I tell you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? So my name's Dry Tucker. Uh, I'm from Cedartown. I graduated from Cedartown High School in 2011. Um, I'm a believer. I got saved when I was seven years old. I currently attend Young's Grove Baptist Church. I've been going there since 20. 17, 16, um, and I'm a police officer. All right. But that's not my identity. Right, right, <laughs> I'm right. Not, well, I'm uh, not that 24-7. I'm not that cop. Yeah, this is not something you're – this is a first-time podcast first thing. First time. Uh, you're not supposed to leave out that you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. why you're here, Jariah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All good, man. All yeah, good. I've, yeah, I've been a believer since I was seven. Uh, got saved at seven, born and raised in church. Um Never have been out of church. Um, yeah, that's. Now you you told me your dad was a pastor. Yeah, dad was. He was a preacher my whole life. Pastor uh, later in my life. Uh, he's not pastor now, but yeah. I'm glad you made that distinction between preacher and pastor. Yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand the difference. And he was a preacher. He was a Sunday school teacher my whole like younger life, and then we ended up changing churches, and he ended up pastoring somewhere else. But yeah. So, is he a pastor there in Cedartown? He, no, he or was. was, was yeah, right. now he's just a normal member. Get back to teaching now. Oh, but bless yeah. his heart, man. Yeah. It is not, and I don't know, I've never been a pastor's kid before, but being a pastor is not for the faint of heart, for sure. No, it's a lot, man. I, hats off to y'all. People, I guess they want to rag on pastors. It's not a full-time job. It is. It oh, really yeah. Is. I've seen it firsthand, man. Y'all, it's a lot, man. Well, I, I tell people, not only is it full-time, like it never stops. Yeah, it never does. So you know, but I and I thought we got this tiny little church here. This is our sanctuary. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is where we have church. You guys, it's it's seven hundred square feet. It's tiny, um, but this is our whole church, right? And you can imagine how many people come to church in here on Sunday. Yeah. But there's still people, and people do people stuff, and need yeah. people help. And well, it's not it, it's not just reduced to your members. Uh, anyone that knows your pastor or preacher, turn his mic up right now. Sorry, oh, you no, need, to, you're good. need to hear that. People yeah, need to hear this. yeah. So it, it's it's not just reduced to his members that come and pay tithes and come every week. It's people that even know that he's a preacher, pastor that are going to be reaching out, needing things, and asking for things, and you know he's he's going to do what he can. So it's. It's not really necessarily reduced to how big is your church. Oh, that's how big your caseload is. No, right. no, no. It's it's more than that. Man, that's, I'm super glad I had you on. Now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you just, you that, can just that. clip that and oh, post no, yeah, it. And well, then, that, yeah. that can be our first short. Yeah. We'll put it on <laughs> YouTube and Rumble. Yeah. Um, so you you went, you were from Cedartown, and you moved to Rockmar. And I, I'm struggling with that because I've grown up in this area also. And I know what Cedartown versus Rockmart has always been like. And yeah. so for you to kind of switch sides now, yeah. can you go home? Can I go like, home? Do they let you go back to Cedartown? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, so I can just – that was reduced to um, – I bought a house in 2020. Mm. So the housing market was what it was right, or slash right, right. is. And pretty much I had to take what I could get. I got Which you. my house is like on the border of Cedartown – Rock Mart, so I'm not like in the middle of. I'm yeah. not, yeah. So I mean, we'll put it this way: I still shop at the Cedartown Walmart, <laughs> so that's that's is where there, my homage lies. I guess there's only Rock Mart, though, there is, yeah. Pause. So, how does your your faith overlap with your job? It. I'll say this: um, I don't know many cops that don't believe in God because yeah. the the stuff that we see, it just it's. It would be hard to not believe in God and be a cop, uh, just like from my experience. No atheist um, in a foxhole, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, not as extreme, but yeah. um, my, I haven't really thought about that question before, but it, it's every day, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the need to, to pray every time I'm at work. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the stuff we deal with and the situations you find you're in, you find yourself in and. I just, I, I, I just put it this way. I don't think I could, I could make it without my relationship with Christ. Yeah. I just, um, the emotional stress and, you know, the physical stuff. Um, man, it's just without a, a feeling of closeness to God during those situations. I just don't know if I could do it. Well, I mean, you know, you guys see. The worst in people. People on their worst. That's <laughs> yeah, their man. worst day. Whenever yeah. you see them, that's the worst point, you know, in their life. Yeah. And yeah. And um, uh, but it's it another thing is uh the people that you deal with, they they have a way of knowing too. Yeah. Like it's it's weird because I'm not saying all cops are you know, church goers or whatever, but right. um the people that that we deal with that you know have been to church or whatever like they they have a way of knowing too like i've had a lot of people ask me like where do you go to church at you know and i'm like i didn't even mention it you yeah. know and so it, it but it it overlaps a lot man um I took this podcast on 10 minute notes so i don't have a time to think about this question <laughs> and i didn't get a list before oh, but it's um, all good yeah um i'll just i'll just say that um i, I couldn't do it man i just and it's no secret that, you know, cops have issues with their home life and 
you know, all the stuff that they do. That's not, you know, it's nothing to be proud of. Right. Um, if I didn't have a relationship with God and I wasn't saved, man, I, I can't say that I would be any different than that. I mean, yeah. I can't say that I wouldn't come home and start slamming beers and yeah. break stuff in the house and, you know, all that. I mean, right. I just, that's the thing. I, you know, I always, uh, I read my Bible before I go in to work every day. Yeah. So it's like I'm, I've prefaced myself. You know, I don't read as soon as I wake up. Yeah. I read before I go into work. And it when I started doing that, it made a big difference in my, you know, my, my attitude. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can get up. Everybody takes whatever they're already dealing with into their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sets the tone for your day, whatever yeah. happens before you leave the house that morning. You guys, you don't have that luxury. Like you can't right. just take your – you can't be mad when you show up at that job or yeah, something. If you Bad do, it's, happens. Yeah, if you do, it's just going to make everything worse. Yeah. yeah. So you, you kind of give yourself a foundation before you mm-hmm. ever even yeah. leave the house. Yeah. No, oh, that's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I do that on purpose. I uh, I used to read when I first woke up. I used to read before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I, I eventually changed it to where if I work that day, I read – like within the hour before I go in. Right. So it's like I'm kind of meditating on that. and It it helped me a lot. You know, the stuff's fresh on my mind, and I, I try to meditate on it. I like to read Psalms and Proverbs before mm. I go in, just, you know, just kind of meditate on stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's really helped me. So what kind of shift do you work? I work nights. Full-blown okay. graveyard, 6A to 6P. Do you work like rotating days or? Yeah, so we work um, – we work every other weekend. Mm-hmm. That whole kind of—it's called the California Twelves. Okay. But yeah, we work that. I've been doing that for six years. So, there are a lot of nights then that you'll leave jujitsu and go to work. Is that how that works? Or are you? No, I only train jujitsu on my off days. Okay. So, like today, I'm off, uh, but I worked last night. So you're like seven to seven. Six to six. Six to six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you get to go to church then. Just yeah. About yeah. Every other weekend, to. I get to go to church. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's on my cool, off weekend, man. I get to go. But my work weekend, I get off at 6 a.m., and I go to sleep immediately, and I just I, – I couldn't wake up three hours later and go back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, I, well, that's – I don't know. It, I'd, be, I, I'd be asleep in church. I mean, I'm just right. tell, I don't well, want to be unnatural that. for us to yeah. be up all night anyway. Yeah. Well, that's why God separated the day and the night, so you know, we can yeah. sleep now because the lights yeah. are out or whatever. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to do that and then to only give yourself three hours of sleep. So if your pastor's listening – I'm not even understand. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have him on sometime. Hey, he'd, he'd love this. Yeah, he'd be love cool. This. But uh, so yeah, so it, it ain't it ain't natural to sleep, and I, without trying to pry up too much trauma, you guys see things that aren't natural to see. No, so all that yeah. combination, man, yeah. it, you, I don't, I'm with you. I don't see how anybody could do that job and not have that well, foundation. I, and I think the, I don't want to throw stones, but. Uh, the evidence of that is is in the alcohol abuse and the the lashing out with the family and yeah. stuff. That that to me is an indicator that they don't have a relationship with God because yeah. that's they're using that as their fix. You right. Yeah. Home. I gotta I gotta slam the alcohol to go to bed because right. I can't. You know. Punch holes in the wall. Yeah. Or as whatever. opposed to yeah. a person that you know is walking in the spirit and they have that you know that constant you know reminder from god and they're able to pray and meditate and read i mean i that that's that's the way i think about yeah. it but i don't want to cast on i'm not saying that no i mean it's, i'm just saying that's just my opinion i mean that element is there you know it, it's prevalent in 
police officers, first responders, mm-hmm. uh, paramedics, firemen yeah. deal with Nurse, a lot of this. Yeah, McDonald's yeah, manager. Right. You know. But I mean, but for you guys with, yeah. to deal with trauma and, and bad people and, mm-hmm. and even good people in their worst moments, mm-hmm. um, that that is, again, it's not natural, but without without that foundation, you know, mm-hmm. that, so it's, it's amplified for you guys. Like right. it's one thing for, this is Luke Martin's office right next door here. Oh, this is yeah, these are lawyers over here. So like they have a bad day, yeah. you know, it's a bad day, but mm-hmm. you guys are, I mean, God bless Luke and them. Their job's oh, tough great. too. Love Luke. But, uh, but to be around that, the, all that stuff and to take it back home with you. Cause it's, you take that uniform off, you know, but, it's a lot like being a pastor. It never really stops. It bleeds into your skin, man. Yeah. It does. I mean, I take the take the shirt off and get in bed, and, you know, I'm still thinking about what I've seen, right. what I saw an right. hour ago. You know, it's, it's, it's different, man. It is. It is, but that's also a, a good reason to have an outlet like jiu-jitsu, I guess. Which yeah. one of us mentioned jiu-jitsu first? Uh, did I or did you? You came in here with a rash no, card. Yeah, man. I, I did. I had. Yeah, I can't take the I guess blame. The video showing it. Yeah, I'm being recorded. Uh, I'm wearing my full no gi. Right. Get up right now. Advertising for I scramble jiu jitsu and yeah, wrestling. Yeah, I took this podcast on a 10 minute notice on my way to class. <laughs> and I want Jason and PJ to know. I'll show you the screenshots on my phone. This was not my idea. I just needed a guest, and Jariah yeah. popped up. Yeah, I wasn't gonna tell well, him no. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it as at the very least. I'm just I'm getting. A, moment to hang out with Danny man I mean, I'll take it I'll so, take yeah, it but that's where I'm at with this but this is this is a good outlet for you yeah you know and it's uh I don't know there's something to be said for exercise I sit over here and I'm you know you guys can see me on camera I train sometimes I promise he maybe does. twice he does. a month yeah, he does. but uh but it's it's a great outlet it's you, you blow your stress out and mm-hmm. and I wish there was another person from scramble sitting here today and we were talking about some things and they were talking about how they wish that their church was more like their jujitsu family. Oh yeah. And it kind of hit me and I, I've done podcast episodes about that before, but to hear somebody else say it, yeah. you know, I think we could get, we've got a, a group, a Facebook group and I think we could get on Facebook right now and go, Hey, there's 15 guys down here trying to fight us. And, and our buddies would be here in a few minutes, you know, we're and, saying there's 15 people out here that need help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that. Yeah. So, no, it's, a, it's a family deal. Yeah. But, you know, I, like I've, I've said in, I think, two episodes, the church could learn a little bit from that. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, the, I know you sit and think about this a lot, but the church is, I mean, we're guilty of it, man. I mean, we, we shun people out and not perfect. Yeah. Don't, we're never will be. You right. Know? You're not right. going to find a perfect church, yeah. but could there be a lot of improvements? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every day so you you grew up in a, a preacher's house baptist was a, was a pastor for a while and um do you you ever thought about going into ministry as being a cop the only thing you ever wanted to do pretty much man um this is my first time ever like speaking to people really like this <laughs> i mean i've taught a sunday school class yeah like I, within the last year i taught uh my adult class but that was because like the guy, had, the teacher had to go. So, yeah, yeah. so you're uh, all about filling in on short notice. Yeah, then, man. Right? I, I mean, I'm all for some <laughs> past jobs, man. Like, yeah. you know, I'll rig something up. But yeah, so, and I can only go to church every other Sunday. So the agreement was I'll teach the Sunday I can go. Right. And another guy will teach the other Sunday. So I was so only teaching on 50% shift, 
Do what? Was he a cop? No, on the he just ship? no. He that guy could be there every week, but yeah. he he wasn't like fully committed. So we were like, "Hey, man, you teach this week, and I'll teach the week I'm there." So, but with the um, no to answer your question, I I don't feel called to be a preacher. I just yeah. don't. Um, I don't want to say what I think my spiritual gift is, but um, I don't think it's it's preaching. Yeah. I just don't. Um, my sister is a teacher. She's a school teacher. She teaches a Sunday school class at my church too, and I think my dad's gift is you know preaching and, right. and teaching. Um, I just don't think it's mine, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, it's, it's not for everybody for sure. Yeah, I, but I'll tell you this: I didn't think that I was called to be a preacher until I was. Yeah, until you were. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I'll just say this point: if I ever tried to make myself out to be one, just because he is, I would feel guilty. Oh yeah, God, like I, I no, that's know. the worst reason. Yeah, yeah, I just I couldn't do it, man. Well, to be, it's one thing to be a doctor or a police officer or whatever because my dad did it and his dad did it but that is 100 percent not the reason yeah, to get into ministry couldn't do it man i'd feel like a fraud well you would be <laughs> I would be yeah <laughs> I would. if that was the because if you also were called that's a different thing yeah. but but yeah. you got a pretty hefty calling on your life as it is so like you've you've yeah. got your load to carry and mm-hmm. yeah you know, but and it's an honorable thing it's a it, we need more that's kind of the idea when I have guests on the show is to talk about how the, their faith overlaps with who they are outside of church, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I'm and not you, trying to point finger. I wish I had that given that question like sooner so I could really think about oh, that. No, I feel like I gave good. a I'll have you back on again sometime yeah, and we we'll, can go like. Yeah, I'll, I'll put some thought in We'll that. take notes from this episode yeah. and go back and, and yeah. rehash some things. Yeah. But uh, That's but a you, good question, man. That's you're good doing question. good. That's the first time I've ever been asked that question. I mean, it just—I don't know. I don't know that we think about it. I don't, man. I don't think it like because I think about my day job is also faith related, mm-hmm. so like they go hand in hand. But I remember looking back now at my 13 years when I worked in public school. Like I never thought, how does my faith overlap with my like? Yeah, you, yeah. It was there, but it wasn't like yeah. If it's if it's deeply ingrained in you, it's almost second nature. You're not you're not thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's kind of what it, how you could explain it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. See, yeah. you recovered, you pulled it out. It was a <laughs> so it's. I mean, like you said, it's there. If it's if it's a real thing for you, it guides you all the time, mm-hmm. and you never have to stop yeah. and think. Well, yeah, what would Jesus do right now? You yeah. just know, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Especially if your faith is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool that you have that. You uh, you're you are married. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have any kids. We do not. That's okay. Yeah, I don't oh, have my ring on because I was on my way to class. I don't wear it. So you kind of yes, get I'm, one of these rubber ones. You I just do, wear it all but the time. I, I just I don't even wear it to class. Like ju- Jujitsu is why I quit wearing a watch because I would take it off and forget to put it back on. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I yeah. lose the little ring, so I don't wear it. Yeah. But I, I take this off and yeah. But I don't. Yeah, usually don't wear it on my way to class. Yeah, I don't know. This one's new. I wore my other one so long that it snapped in the middle of class a few yeah. weeks ago. I, I take it off one. during class if I ever did yeah. wear it. I got you. But, yeah, we're married. We got married in 2020 and um, bought a house in Rock Mart and doing great. She's a therapist. My wife is. So it it goes well with I what I do. I was going to say, you get, you yeah. get free treatment at home, yeah. right? It's a well, she – she don't even know I'm here. <laughs> I need to tell her. The surprise. Okay. She she's a therapist, and she specializes in trauma. So oh, okay. I can say that, I'm sure. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, so she she fully understands. She works with first responders like that's her specialty. Oh wow! So, but I, I mean, not like, every day I'm not on the grill. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so like if you know, I can speak to her comfortably about things and you know know that she understands and yeah. can offer solutions and it's it's helped a lot. That's I mean, awesome. That's how I know we're kind of meant for each other. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I you think about, and I've said this you know, before to my wife and it didn't, I didn't get married till I was 33. So like I had to figure out a bunch of stuff first. So by the time I got married, I was like old and wise. Right. And I, yeah. I understood at that point that when God created my wife, he was thinking about me. Right. Yeah. Oh man. That's, and it's not any more evident than it is when you finally are together mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, you works. know, there's no coincidence. Right. It, it just, works. I just happened to marry a therapist. Yeah. Right. It's God's plan, man. Yeah, it is. And his is better than ours, because you think about all the girls, you, you know, the girl in middle school that you prayed for, and God, let me marry that girl, and then you look back now, and you're like, like that didn't work out. I'll say it, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> My wife's yeah. a nurse, so I get it all the time. She's like, yeah, I, my head hurts, and she's like, well, it might be, a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, never mind, I'm sorry. What does I said she do that. as a nurse? She works in a nursing home. Oh, she does? Yeah. So she, uh, just a couple of days a week now, she's kind of scaled back, and was gotten into homeschooling the kids and all that. And yeah. I was homeschooled one year. Were you really? Kindergarten, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, my mom my, my mom was a teacher, too. My dad and uh, mom. okay. Yeah, my dad was, um, like, he was a teacher at a Christian school and then, like, a principal at one point. She taught there, too. So when I was in kindergarten, she homeschooled me. Cool, man. So I didn't get, like, full weird going <laughs> homeschool, like, the whole <laughs> 12, you know. You haven't seen my last episode, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm sorry. We sorry talked a whole bunch about it. It just came out today. It's okay. No, homeschool kids are not weird. <laughs> They're actually right. turn out to be better citizens, usually. <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, though. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard. So, I, you know, I, don't, I try not to beat people up about not homeschooling their kids. Oh, dude. I, I don't have kids, so I can't. But if I did, man, I would want them to be homeschooled yeah. in today's world. I mean, I feel well, very that, strongly about that. I told – I'd been there – I don't know. I'd worked in public school. did it for 13 years. And about 11 and a half, 12 years in, I was talking to our SRO one time, and I was like, you know, 10 years ago, my job didn't look so much like your job. Golly. And uh, yeah. so I was like, I right, get out of here and, and get my kids out of here. Yeah, my so sister's a, a school teacher. Dude, the stuff she tells me, I'm just like, I, school's not even, ain't even what I remembered it being. No, like I, no. I mean, their experience, children's experience in school is like not even the same. Yeah. And I just, I guess time is just, I'm 30, you know, I don't think yeah. I'm old yet, but I'm like, you know, you know, I mean, it's so different. Though I just it couldn't is. imagine like the school system and just being so different than even when I was there. Yeah. I mean, they don't use textbooks. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time. Yeah, well, we issued my last year or two there. We issued every kid in the school a laptop. So we didn't have. And then sixty percent of them go, "I'll just do it on my phone." So they got this laptop that they carry around with them and never use. And so about the time I was graduating, people were starting to get cell phones, and (laughs) there was actually like a rule came out. It's like if we catch you with a phone, we'll take it for like thirty days. Like take the phone. Like do not get it back. Right. how can you do that? Like well, the parents they, are paying for it. They couldn't. We didn't do that but a couple of years. And yeah. then. so, But go from that to now thinking like they're allowed it. Yeah. They even do their schoolwork on like a tablet, phone, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, that's it's different. It is, man. And, and I saw over over that period of time, 
you know, the fir first several years was just gradual changes. And I was like, well, this is different than it was. And yeah. one year we let them, we were just like, heck with it. You can have your phone in school, whatever. Just don't, you know, use it responsibly. And then the last few years, it was like exponential change. Um, and that's not even a knock. You know, here in Rome, Georgia, we, we have it pretty good. Mm -hmm. Great people teaching our schools and all oh, that yeah. stuff. But, man, it's the, the world is so different. Yeah. And the kids don't have guidance like they used to. So mm -hmm. they end up in, in the backseat of your car a lot of times. Yeah, man, they do sometimes. Yeah. You ever done any SRO work? No, I haven't. No, I'm, that's something I'm not interested in, man. Yeah. I, um, I'm just not that guy. I don't yeah. Know, I, I, I don't have kids. I'm just – I don't think I could do it justice. There's a lot of officers that are great at that, and I just yeah. – I know I'm, I'm not that guy for that. Yeah, I just, yeah. Well, that's fine. I'll it's leave just, it to them. You know Which, what you're good at. Yeah, where I work, we have our own, like, school district police department. Oh, so they're completely okay. – every school is covered by them, so that, that's you. not us. So I would have to change departments to go work for right. them. Right. That so, makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do that. They make more than we do, but do they, they, really? they earn it. They're dealing with kids. Yeah, I mean. It's a constant thing. No, I just – I remember uh, at one point my daughter came home, and she was talking about uh, somebody's parents, the police had – kick their door in and taking mom to jail over, you know, in the middle of the night and whatever. And she had to go stay with grandma and all this stuff. And that, but that's what our kids are doing now. It's the worst, man. There's nothing worse than, <clears throat> you know, getting a crazy call and you get there and then there's little kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so sad, but that's man. I, yeah, it's yeah. every day though, man. I mean, I wish the public knew. <laughs> I just, when you're in a small town, it's not like you're in 40, Atlanta. 41,000 people. 40-something thousand. Yeah. So it's not like, like you're doing this in a major city. Where yeah, I mean, and it's everywhere, man. I yeah. mean, people I know, it's just it's sad. Well, that's the man. hard part, right, is you, yeah. you go in there and it's somebody that you know? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. But that's where that foundation of faith comes in. Yeah, I mean, I, and the question I'm sure you get all the time is, why bad things happen in this world man and i just have to constantly remind myself that it, i mean it says in the scriptures satan is the prince of this world yeah i mean it, it's it was given over to him at the fall yeah. you know and that's i just have to remind myself that i'm just like this stuff is happening because it's our fault we sinned <laughs> right. i mean it's it's my fault i'm a sinner i'm yeah. i'm human i'm i'm the same as adam was you know and when that happened Right. And that's why this stuff happens. And that's why heaven will be what it is because it's not going to have that. Right. So I just, I have to remind myself that because, yeah. I mean, the stuff is just, it's unfathomable. Well, they're sometimes. not, people aren't living to the same standard that we are. They're not mm -hmm. following the same rules that we are. And mm -hmm. their, their God is themselves. themselves. Yeah. There's yeah. no conscience. Right. There's nothing that speaks to them when they're doing stuff that says, you know, this is wrong. And yeah. There's nothing. There's not a voice there. You know. Oh. Not schizophrenia, but yeah, no, <laughs> but no for sure, it's uh, there's nothing telling them. You know, there's yeah. no line between right and wrong, yeah. but but that's why we need good people doing stuff like you do, and and yeah. being teachers and doctors and lawyers for that matter. But. Yeah, yeah, I worked with a guy. Um, he's he was he he's one of the people that made me want to be a cop when I was little because mm -hmm. he went to the church I did, and he sings in a Christian group now, and. Uh, Man, he he had he's had such an influence on me. I mean, he's he's been doing it way longer than I have. You yeah, know, he's been in some crazy stuff. But um, you know, when I was getting you know first starting out, I talked with him about this a lot, and 
um, you know, he, he told me, you know, how he kind of copes with the stuff. And um, I don't even know why I just brought him up. <laughs> but he, uh, I guess he's a Christian and he sings in a Christian group. But, yeah, yeah he, um, you know, yeah, there there are a lot of uh, cops out there that are, that are Christians and, you know, do the right thing and stuff, you know, contrary to what the news tells you. There you go. But yeah. I've been getting a bunch of those video. You know, you get on Facebook and you watch a video, and then the next one pops up, and the next one pops up, and it's it's all those uh, the First Amendment auditors, <laughs> yeah, the guys so that funny. are like taking pictures of the jail, so and then they funny. come out. Dude, and, I love watching. They're so funny. I know. I get stuck on them, and I watch like nine of them in a row before I realize it. Dude, and so, I send them to my friends because I think it's funny. Yeah, like, yeah. I just want to see the cop like get just so frustrated. I know. They, <laughs> like, they get so mad. And they're like, I mean, well, dude, well, like, who falls for it still? Like, well, that's, who, that's my who, thing, right? Who hasn't seen the videos? I know. Right there's now. a million of these videos. I'm afraid they've, came to, they've came around here. Have they? Yeah. You're running to one? Not an auditor. Like, I've had the sovereign citizens, but not oh, the yeah. auditors. I haven't had, like, the come and take pictures. I, dude, I'd open the Take a picture wherever you want, man. Yeah, like, right. do whatever. Like, I, it ain't mine. Like, just, yeah. But. So, I'll put you on the spot again. Do you want to explain why the sovereign citizen is not a thing? Like, how does that work? Why it's not a thing? Yeah, I mean, is it? Oh, a thing? oh, no, it's not a thing. They oh, I so, so I asked our judge one time because we had a sovereign citizen take a case from municipal court to superior court. He went there and he tried to explain to the superior court judge that he was not driving his car; he was operating it. And the judge apparently doesn't have good internet where he lives, and he was just like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then the judge was just like, "Um." No, and he just like dismissed it. And then, and then I, so I talked to another judge that was there, and I asked him. I said, "Where do they get this from?" And this was like 2017. When he told me this, so I'm not like in tune with it. But he said, "There's something like a blacks book, blacks book of law, or something like mm-hmm. that." And that's where they're getting their their stuff from. But it's not actual law. No, it's like fake. It's like. <laughs> pure baloney and that's uh, supposedly they're getting it from that and it tells you like hey you're not i'm a traveler or yeah, uh, like whatever. they always say they're kin to benjamin franklin like i had a guy <laughs> tell me his name was benjamin franklin and he has like shares in the national treasury or the reserves uh, or something. i mean bless his heart yeah that, but to my understanding that's that's where they're getting it from I haven't seen the book. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up now. I wonder if it's yeah. on Amazon. Maybe I'm sure it's a bookstore down the street. I'm I don't sure know. it is. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I just, yeah, I, I've heard that before, and I've had other friends who were yeah. officers. Luke that probably say that. knows. I'm Luke, sure he I'm does. Sure he, yeah, I'm yeah, positive he knows. I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm, yeah. I'm a traveler. I'm a yeah. whatever they say. But just in case yeah. you're watching, listening, and you ever thought about trying that, don't. First oh, of all, man. you know we got to respect authority and. Because God put them there, Romans 13, you know, yeah. but... Uh, You're going to get your window busted out. <laughs> just I'm be just cool, telling man. you, there's something called the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Pennsylvania v. Mims, Google it. There you go. It gives um, officers the right to the remove, a, remove a driver or occupant out under any circumstance for any reason. There so we're, we're not going to see you on one of those videos, because you won't make a good one, right? You'll just quote the law back to them and they'll go away? No, they, that's the thing. <laughs> they won't accept it. Yeah. Like, well, my guy did. I've had two people... One guy eventually just gave in, I, which I already knew him. He was just crazy. He, like, I literally <laughs> knew his name. He's telling me his name's Benjamin Franklin. Like, I know him. And bro went to school together. Yeah, and then I had another guy, and he ended up seeing the light, like, because at the time we had a, a canine officer on the ship, and he shows up, and he's like, bro, 
yeah, we're about to bust your window out. And then if things don't go a certain way, this dog's going to come in. Yeah. He's probably going to bite you. <laughs> just just do it, man. And yeah. then he did. So we didn't get uh, we didn't take it that far. But, man, yeah. bless his heart. But yeah, that if you full out refuse, that, that's what's going to happen. They're going to bust your window out, pull you out. You're going to jail. Car. If you're in Georgia, you're going to be arrested for obstruction. Mm. Plus, whatever reason they stopped you, that's what's going to happen. All right, so don't do that. You yeah. guys heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all what ideas you get from the the first the, the First Amendment auditor videos, but mm-hmm. just remember that God's law is supreme, yeah. and <laughs> we are not. So just yeah. uh, be nice to the officer, and he would rather not take you to jail. Uh, He's yeah, got better things to do. It's not worth it. Oh man, hey, where we at on time, bud? Uh. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Somewhere in there. Anything else you want to talk about? We hadn't talked about jiu-jitsu. We haven't. Just yeah, here I'm, and there. I'm hitting. in the full get-up. I'm I wearing know a you suit, are. and you I've not talked he's about it. He suited the role with you. I know. we got to talk about it a little bit. I was... Uh, I got to roll with you for the first time, what, two weeks ago? Has it been two weeks? I don't know. It was... Maybe. Two or three. Not was, super it was, long. It was this... It was spring. Yeah. Springtime. But you, when did you start training? I started training a year and a half ago at Gabriel's. Okay. I trained there for about six. Well, I start. It was January of twenty one. Would that be a year and a half till now? Yeah, because I be yeah. I started training in October of twenty. Yeah. So yeah, I started. I trained at Gabriel's for about six months. Then I came to Scramble, and then I've been there right at a year. Okay. So that'd be right. See, at, I got. I don't ever do nogi. I've done more nogi lately because I had to go to Matthew's class when he got his belt a couple yeah, weeks ago. I did a yeah. thing with Jason up in Dalton. Um, I was there. No, this was uh, like a Tuesday night or something. Oh, we went you're up not there. talking about the seminar. No, no, no. Okay. no this is uh, just a regular class he went up there and taught. Um, but I got I got hurt in August of last year. I have a rotator cuff. And uh, so I was out for a couple of months. And by the time my rotator cuff was good to go again, I had messed up my back. So then I didn't train from like August until middle of January probably. And then I'm scheduling and whatnot. I've been in there twice a month since then, I think. But God, yeah, back injuries are no, yeah. no fun, man. If I, I got it worked out now, if I can just get my schedule straight, I can get in there. Yeah. I enjoy Nuggy better. Yeah, I thought I would. You thought you would? Because it's not so dang hot. Hey, uh, <laughs> you dude, put I, that gi on, it's a hey, million pounds. I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So I noticed some people in the – and scramble wearing a gi, it was so thin it was almost see through. So I asked PJ, I said, "What's up with that gi?" And he said, "Oh, that's like the the competition weight gi. Is that the?" No, he said it was called like the starter Fuji starter edition. And I was like, well, "What does that mean?" Said, it wasn't on the website. And he was like, yeah. "No, you got to have like the commercial account to get it." So I was like, well, "Get me that, dude! I it's know, like yeah. it's. I mean, it's like it's like as thick as that shirt you're wearing. It's like Sign a long sleeve shirt. Up. Yes, <laughs> tell me you want it. I should have brought it, man. It's the thinnest. Oh, you, so you already what? got one. Yeah, he ordered oh, it. And it was cheap. It was like fifty bucks for the full thing. All right. Yes, yeah, I've got a lightweight gi, man. But it, it ain't, ain't. It ain't this lightweight. No, if you you're get still any lighter, a blanket. If you get any lighter than this, you're gonna be like Chris Farley on Tommy Boy. <laughs> like it's gonna go. Like it's gonna. Anyway, no, I'm just saying. No, not from the not from your physical stature. It's gonna be from the weakness in the material like yeah, it, yeah. it's any thinner it's gonna it's gonna oh give. man but no yeah. i need to do that ask him man i sure i sure will i'm due for a new gi anyway so it's I'll 50 bucks, that up. Man. you can't beat that no, it's cheap but it's yeah I, cheap. I, I like gi though because against a young athletic person like yourself i can grab hold and levels slow the, things down a little bit it levels the playing 
Yeah, to sure. some degree. I mean, it, there's still a lot of skill involved, and you know, there's. I mean, I would argue there's. It requires more skill to be good at gi because, I mean, I at almost any point I could be choked out by my own collar, so I have to be like, <laughs> right. I have to be aware of that, and then you know, same applies to you, right? And then there's yeah, I gotta like, watch mine and yours. Yeah, yeah, and then there's, I mean, there's handles everywhere that don't exist when you're doing no gi, so. I would say you have to be more cerebral. Yeah, in the gi. I think so. That's probably why you're you like the gi because you're so smart. Man, this guy got him one more often. Man, this is. <laughs> I love it. I love I mean, it. You're not dumb. No, I mean I, I, I like to think I'm not dumb. I don't know how like smart I am. I'm I'm breaking even. I feel like most of the time, but maybe we'll do like a live IQ test with you and some of your guests in the future episodes. A live IQ test. <laughs> is that something you can make happen with the? You, you got access to a lie detector? I don't guess that does us any no, good, does it? But I've always wanted I to don't. do that. A lie detector on the podcast? No. <laughs> no, I don't have access to one. I got you. No. I got you. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's, I guess, where we met was at Jiu-Jitsu, and we talked about what that family is like, and, man, it's 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 just great. It's a good thing. Yeah. One of my favorite pastors ever, uh, Vody Bauckham, is the uh, last I saw he was a purple belt. Then he got sick. He was having some heart issues. So I don't know if he's still training. Where at? He's in Africa. Oh. But before he went over there, he was like he was in Texas at the time. He's been in a bunch of places. Hmm. But uh, big old giant dude played football. I think at Baylor. Oh. And uh, got into jujitsu a little bit later. So I then I saw Vody doing it. And I thought, yeah. well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know. I bet he's a handful. I'm sure he is. He's gigantic. But uh, you need to check him out too if you never heard him. Yeah, before. I definitely. I'll will. send you some of his him. stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's one of my favorites. Between him and like Paul Washer, mm-hmm. I don't think Paul Washer does jujitsu, but he's a uh, he's like a primitive bow hunter. Mm-hmm. So you know he's a tough guy. So that's, we can be tough guys and be great. believers too. And oh, yeah, everybody sure. thinks we're sissies when we well, I mean, come to Christ. Read the Old Testament. That right? <laughs> you think any of those saints were were sissies? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I saw a, a meme earlier when I was waiting on you guys to get here tonight, and it was uh, it said it was a picture of an angel. What we think an angel looks like, and it said most people when we see an angel, and the guy's like when afraid of the thing, yeah. and then it was a Jacob when he sees an angel, and he's yeah. like bellying back, suplexing. Oh his. <laughs> man, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if that'd be me, but yeah, he wasn't a sissy. You look at even no. even the New Testament, somebody like Peter. Oh, dude, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy got snake bit and oh, in prison, beaten, beaten and, to death. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, there's no telling how malnourished he was at any point. At his, any point, yeah. yeah. I mean, they. I imagine he walked most oh, everywhere. everywhere. I yeah. mean, it's not like, I mean, he didn't have a car. No. Probably didn't even have a, a donkey to get around <laughs> no. on. I mean, he would, if he did, he probably would have had it stolen. Yeah. I mean. But they were tough dudes. And yeah. It's not a, we don't have to be weak because, I mean, we're supposed to be meek, and that's a whole yeah. different thing. Meek, but not weak. Right. Yeah. Meek might, might even mm-hmm. mean, uh, probably means capable of violence, right? right. You can, you can yeah. be that person. You just, mm-hmm. we know how to contain it. Right. So we're super dangerous guys, both of us. We're <laughs> Does your wife train? Or has she, she? She's trained a couple of times. I, I remember. She was coming to the ladies' class on Saturday, but then she started working on Saturdays. Okay, that's So it didn't really yeah, work out. Yeah, because my wife goes to the women's class. I think I, that's where I, she said that, Jessica had come in there yeah. a time or two, but I, I didn't know if she still came or not. She hadn't yeah. in a while. Dude, my wife loves it. Yeah, I can tell. She gets it, into man. it. I, and I never – she she grew up an athlete. Like, she played all kinds of sports yeah. and whatnot. She's smart and she's fast and all that. But she does not like 
smelly, stinky, sweaty. Oh, man. And so for that reason, I never even mentioned it. Like, yeah. I just went and did my thing. And then I don't even know how it got brought up, but I was like, you should try it, you know, give it a go, whatever. Yeah. And she came and she liked it. And she she already knew some people there. And, you know, now she loves everyone. Everyone likes her. I mean, it, it's great, you know. And she, I don't think she could stop at this point. It's tough to beat it, right? Yeah. I mean, somebody asked me, there's a lady asked me the other day, and said, uh, do you think I could do jiu-jitsu? Because she's not like a touchy-feely person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, well, not too long ago, my ear suctioned onto my coach's face and filled up with his sweat. So, like, if you're not into that kind of thing, then then maybe not. But, uh, you know, Dude. it is what it is. Because but, he's uh, next door, I'll say this, uh, Luke is one of the sweatiest people in Scramble. He's like top, <laughs> top. I mean, he's a top five sweaty guy. And the other never, day. Never drilled with Luke before. Oh, man. So, we were doing, um, I don't know, something to where, like, I'm below him and he's standing above me, you know. And yeah. Dude, there was a, like a fountain of sweat just uh. running down <laughs> and at one point it went directly into my eyeball oh yeah dude it was i just it, try to keep my mouth shut you know oh, if man. i get it in the eye it is what it is but it, i mean it looked like a faucet uh, <laughs> that's fun right that's why we go in there so somebody else sweats it's part on our face. of it it part is of it. it is but um the jiu-jitsu man it's it's really helped help my um my work as well because um you know we we have to go hands on with people all the time, and I wish all cops trained. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it should be mandatory. There a are agencies. There are agencies that do make it mandatory. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tell you this: if all cops trained and like enough to like know what they're doing, they would get in a lot less use of force. Well, if you incidents. can subdue somebody without an impact, right? If you're not punching somebody mm-hmm. or hitting them with something or even tasing somebody. Mm-hmm. If you can grab hold of them and slow yeah. them down, and you know, well, any of these like horrible looking police videos you see, a lot of times it's because the officer like panics. Yeah, he, he's not confident. Yeah. He's not, and he escalates things up way too fast, too much, and right. that's why it turns out bad. Yeah. But like, if I've if I go to class two or three times a week and I'm wrong with dudes bigger, stronger, you know, faster than me. And I'm used to having someone, like, on top of me or I'm on top of them. Like, I've learned to know, like, when I'm actually in danger and when I'm not. Like, when my control is slipping away or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, to someone who all that's totally foreign to, like, the moment they they escape their comfort zone, it's a panic, a a gun comes out, you know, it just, it, it, it spirals out of control. Right. And, but to a person that's trained and, you know, trains all the time, they're, Nice and cool. Yeah, I, heart rate's probably not even going to get up, you know? Right. But No, it's good stuff, man. But, I mean, it's 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 cops and it's firemen and it's soccer moms and, you know. There are more firemen in there than cops. That's sad. Are there more? I guess there are at this point, I aren't there? I only know of, like, three cops that come to scramble. we got to get uh, – how many EMTs we got? i got to get some of those guys EMTs, in there. Balance man. out the first responder. Do we have any EMTs? I don't think we do. Not anybody that's just an EMT. I think we've got uh, some firemen that bounce between the yeah. two. Like it's kind of what they do. But we've got a new fireman there, Steve. You know, he just oh yeah, yeah, newly minted fireman. Mm-hmm. There's there's more firemen that go there than police Man. for sure. Trips brother. Yeah, he's a fireman. You guys got to pick it up. <laughs> we do, man. I've Balance tried. it out. <laughs> I've tried, man. I've, 
Cops are lazy. And it's tough to get. I, I'm, I'm, I got to do a survey and see if it's harder to get people to go to jiu-jitsu or to church. <laughs> yeah, that's a close one, man. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I'll be honest to say, I've had more success getting people in church. You think so? Yeah, because, uh-huh. I mean, at, like at least they they know what to expect. You right, know, like yeah. Most of have been or something, you know. You did say people are like, oh, I'm going to get hurt, you know, or. Right. You know, I, I got to get in shape first, you know, something like that. <laughs> There's no shape. No. Like you just can't no until you get in there and do that. Yeah. You can I, run, lift all the weights you want. Yeah. Yeah. I would say in my experience, I've had, which I don't go out and just inviting people to jiu-jitsu. Right. It's only someone I would think would. But, yeah. What about you? Uh, I have had less success, I think, getting people to go to church since I became a pastor, like, period. But I don't, I still don't know how it compares to getting it because I've, I've talked to a bunch of people into at least trying it. Yeah. Uh, jiu-jitsu, I mean. So, I don't know. And I don't know why it is. I used to get folks come to church all the time when I wasn't a pastor. And then, Not I mean, we have our share of guests and, yeah. and visitors here, but uh, some folks from the gym have been. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's anything unique to you, Danny. I think that oh, yeah. that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've talked about this a lot. There ain't, there's not a perfect church. And yeah. If you find it, you need to believe because you just made it imperfect. Yeah. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's what I run into a lot. You know, inviting people and they, it's like they start scrolling through their memory, like, hmm, like wait, what about this one guy that used uh-huh. to go there? I heard he like he did this and that, and, and I'm like, we get that even I in mean, the church I, our size. I mean, like, I just want to let you know up front, like. That guy's a sinner, and mm-hmm. I'm just as much of a sinner as he is. And guess yeah. what? The pastor is just as much of a sinner <laughs> yeah. as that dude is. Yeah, like we're yeah, all yeah. like in the category of guilty. We're yeah, we're all mm-hmm. trapped in this yeah. imperfect flesh, and mm-hmm. we do imperfect yeah. things. Mm-hmm. That's not an excuse. It shouldn't be. We no. should fight against that. But I mean, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But they want to. That's what people want to hang on to and go. Well, that's why I don't go because he's there. Yeah. Well, well, it we, ain't because of him. It's still because of you. Yeah. And when you stand before God in judgment, I don't think he's going to accept that as a as an excuse, you know. He is not going to care. You know, I heard old Bubba went down there to that church, and he yeah. got a DUI that weekend before. I ain't going there. I don't yeah, think God's yeah. going to accept that. No, no. It's you work out your own salvation, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, like I said, even, even in our church, the size of our church, we have mm-hmm. people that say, well, I don't want to go because he's there because she's there or whatever. And yeah. I've been in a lot of small churches, man. Uh, one church my dad pastored, it was probably got the same attendance that y'all have. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't discount anything from the place. I mean, yeah. I, I grew as a Christian there. I mean, I loved it and enjoyed it. I mean, it's a small church doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with the place right i mean it doesn't man i'm i'm, I'm glad i had you on you were like saying all the right I stuff i didn't tell him to, to say any of this I stuff got more to offer than i thought I I'm, guess. I'm telling you man it's <laughs> turned out all right but yeah it's our goal here is to grow in faith and mm-hmm. if we grow in number that's great that's a bonus yeah but to, to grow in faith and be able to take what we have from here out there mm-hmm. That, that's the idea, because that's yeah. what we're commanded to do in Scripture anyway. Yeah. So if we, we take what we got, and if some new folks come in, that's great. And if mm-hmm. not, we'll keep doing what we're doing and being faithful. I'll tell you something our church started doing, which we've we've backed off a little within the last 
six or eight months. But uh, we got a new pastor, and you know he, he talks about that. You know, the command go to Judea, Samaria. You know, yeah. And um, was it Judea was listed first? Judea, Samaria. Yeah, Judea. The, so he was the like ends of the and, earth. Yeah. So he was yeah. like, our community mm-hmm. is our version of Judea. Yeah. So we've got to reach this first. So um, we would pick like a night or two a week, and you know, get in a car. You know, everybody pulls up in the cars, yeah. and um, you know, you got we everybody gets a list of addresses, and then you go and invite them, give them a little bag that's got a cup and the yeah. thing, you know. And man, we I mean, everybody had a good time, met a lot of good people, tons of people coming to the church. I mean, it was, it was, it it has gone excellent. Good deal. It really has, man. It, so just like an old school visitation type thing. For sure. I mean, Good. and I had ne- well, I had been to a church when I was a kid and we did it, and it would, just didn't work well. Like, it, yeah. I, I, don't, I was too young to, like, know what was going on. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really participate. I was real little, but I just know it didn't last long. It didn't have much success. But this, right. the way we've done it, man, it's it's been really good. It, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of people come in because of that. Good. Well, you have to, right? I mean, like, for us, I don't know, when you walk into our place, it looks like you're in the wrong place. You know, like when you initially walk in the front door until mm-hmm. um, you actually find the sanctuary where we are in the building. Um, well, we got to let people know we're here, and it's true of us, and it's true of a church that's been there for 100 years. Mm-hmm. So if people don't know, if they don't know that the church is there, and then more so if they don't know that they're welcome there. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I've never, I think one time in my life, have I ever been at a point where I was looking for a church and walked into a place where I didn't know anybody? Exactly. Because you just don't. You know, yeah. you, you go where you know somebody and where you mm-hmm. feel welcome and where you're invited. Y'all's biggest limitation is probably the parking, the parking well, situation. Well, it's not bad on Sunday morning because none of this stuff That's is right. open. That's right, yeah. But yeah. if we wanted to do like a Wednesday night thing, oh, man. I mean, we're here on a Wednesday night right now. Can't do it. They're going to have to – they're not going to tie. They're going to pay their parking ticket. I know, yeah. I mean. It's uh, – but we've got – there's a bunch of stuff going on. There's something happening at the Forum tonight behind us. Hmm. And then there's the, the county ESPYs is happening at the city auditorium up here tonight. Oh, okay. So there's there's more traffic here than a normal Wednesday night, but there's still a lot. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – being downtown is, is tough for that reason. But at the same time, it's a really cool place to have a church because this is Broad Street in Rome. Like This is like the, the place to be for – for anything, you know, and to have a church here is just like a, I don't know, there's some sentimental value to me because I've grown up here in Rome and Broad Street's always been the place to go to do anything. Yeah. But uh, but it's cool. We enjoy it. It's a good spot and it's, it's where we are until God puts us somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But we were meeting in a hotel room for a while and then in a bar. So this is bar. better than those places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy, that, the guy actually goes to our church and owns the bar. So we got to a point where we needed a place to meet, and he was like, let's just meet in the bar. Okay, cool. So we'd go in there and rearrange the furniture every week and put it back. And In in the first century, man, they met in houses. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't have, like, a church. Yeah. They they were in houses. Uh, You just had to do it where you could. Yeah, I mean, it's... And in secret a lot of times because you'd get in trouble. I mean, that's that's what I need to remind myself. That was one of the things when I was attending the small church. um, You know, I had... I was reminding myself of that like the size of the church is not it's it's about you know the, the content of it you right know, what's going on in there what are the you know what's going on and that was the thing you know they meant literal houses back then it wasn't like a big 
mega church and right, central right. location. Well, that's what you can look out that window over there and see some churches here in Rome with the towers and the mm-hmm. bells, and that's yeah. great. You know, they're where they are. But yeah. well, that's something that we've added to it. I yeah. mean, that's not biblical. Right, right, yeah. Uh, it doesn't say in the Bible you got to have a big elaborate building. Thank know? God. <laughs> so, well, we can pay the rent here, but, uh, you know, we yeah. upgraded. We'd need some more people for sure, or at least some bigger checks anyway. <laughs> But uh, offering box right over here before you leave, by yeah. the way, just yeah. a heads up. <laughs> hey, I tithe online at my church. That's the way to do it now, right? It's convenient. Nobody has cash anymore. Like, I don't have cash. We've got that little box, but it doesn't, yeah. you know. I don't have any cash, man. Somebody hit me up for some cash on the sidewalk because I was walking in here today. But, mm. but I was like, I'll give you a buck, but I don't. I can tell you the last time I saw a dollar. I know, man. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, give online. Cash app, Venmo, whatever it is. I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's we spend it the same way that we did. It's not like, you know, I, I got upset one time, and I'll say that it was, was it at Woodstock, First Baptist Woodstock? You familiar with First Baptist Woodstock, gigantic church? Yeah. I think it was there. They passed an offering plate that had a card swiper on it. Oh, man. And I was like, man, That's how lame is that? And then I was like, well – are people that's, doing it? That's the world that we live in, yeah, you know, yeah. so whatever. Yeah. Cashless society. Yeah. That's what we're going to. They're going we're, to eventually going to get it where they can just lock down your bank account if they oh, like something you say man. or post. Right. We're all going to be in trouble there. Of, they yeah. get off of social media at that point. But, yeah. But they just lock us down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they might, they're, you're already on the radar for being on this podcast, so there you go. <laughs> we got censored. The first episode we put on video got censored on YouTube, so... Did it really? Yeah, because uh, well, this one gets censored again. Um, the Adam, my guest, mentioned they had moved into a church where some people were moving out of that had been a United Methodist church, and he said they left because they opposed uh, homosexual marriage and all that stuff. And he's just telling this story on yeah, the podcast, sitting right where you're sitting. And then they didn't like delete the episode, but it, I can't, I can't monetize it. Oh, so, so yeah, monetize it. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So, whatever. Shadow banning. Yeah, uh, that's what it amounts to. But yeah. it is what it is. We know that that's the kind of thing that's going to happen yeah, to that's, us. And that's what we're facing. Yeah, that's just the world that we live in. Yeah. But uh, I think one thing I want to ask you: What are your goals in jujitsu? <sighs> My goal when I walk in on any given night is not to get hurt. Because I'm twice as old as most of the people in there. Um, Long-term goals. Long-term, just to be there, to, like, endure. Because I I don't – you know, I'm a blue belt right now, and the biggest jump in jiu-jitsu is probably from blue to purple. Oh, yeah. Like, that's tough. If you get to purple, you're an expert. You ought to be able to teach a class and do all the stuff. Um, So I don't know that I'll ever even get there. Um if there comes a time when I can train more regularly, maybe I can devote myself to it and, and, and get to that point. Um, but just to go and be able to improve. And there's nothing that I love more than going and being in class and looking around and realizing I'm the oldest dude in there. You know, like How that. How old are you? Uh, 44. Be 45 in September. If Pat's there, that, that's, that's. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Now there are guys there that are older than me, but yeah. but it's it's always a, a little bit of a thrill to me. Oh yeah, to know like, I'm, I'm yeah. the oldest dude in this room. Sometimes it's by 20 years. You know, I'm I'm 17 years older than PJ, one of our coaches. Mm. But uh, that but yeah, just to do it, just to be there. Um, 
I've realized in my time training there that I'm number one. I'm never going to be a world champion. Like whatever. Uh, I, I may never be a Naga champion. What you know? So and that's fine. I'm at that gym to be the wise old dude and say pastor things and and be there when like I've gotten people that'll text me and be like, hey, I'm dealing with this or that, and 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 I love it. They're more than welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that's my role there. Yeah. So just to be around and be familiar with the guys and. Well, that's good. I you're you're being a witness. Yeah. I mean you're. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was what I realized, and like I said, I, I was never. I'm never. You know, I, I may never be a black belt. One of these. If I do it for the next forty years, and then somebody wants to give me one, I, I'll never turn one down. Mm-hmm. But uh, the goal there is just to be there for other people. Yeah. Um. You know. are, man. You're, you're there. I, and I, I enjoy your presence there. Anytime you're there, I, everyone's like, oh, Danny's here. You know, I like, uh, just want you to know, you know, everybody likes you there. So oh, I appreciate that, man. I, I enjoy the older people there, man. I mean, because yeah. I, I would hate to think that, like, we ever developed the reputation to where, like, man, you got to be 22 years old and jacked and fast and smart and right. athletic to come. Like, yeah. It shouldn't be that way. Well, I, I, I was afraid of that. Initially, like I'd, I'd wanted to try jujitsu, and I couldn't. This was close to twenty years ago, and I couldn't afford it. I was dirt poor and starving, you know, whatever. So we started a kickboxing club. I had a nice big basement. We got some mats. Tango, you were around for this. So we would do that, and I, eventually, I got to a place where I could I could pay a little bit. So I was training in this boxing place that used to be a gas station, and you can imagine the kind of quality place, right? On Tennessee Street in Cartersville. Still smell like smoke. Yeah, right. right. Like people in there still smoking while we're, you know. But uh, but but it wasn't, you know. I was in town with uh, coffee jujitsu and like really, you know, high level training, tough guys, and like looking back though, and knowing what I know now about some of those places where the people were training, I couldn't have done that because I'd have taken my ego in there with me, and I would have gotten hurt and been stupid, and you know, and ego, man. It is, but I, I leave that thing at the door every night when I walk to. in there, and it, it, it's a detriment to me a lot of times in roles because I, I don't care if I win, mm-hmm. like win, you know, as yeah, much as winning win, goes. But yeah. like, I need to like bring some of that in there with me because mm-hmm. I, I want to be successful. Yeah, um, I, I'll be good at it, but I don't care about right. being a champion or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know what are yours, man. I would say my goals. I don't have. I don't have like a in- strong interest in like being any particular rank. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just I'm not worried about that. My I guess my my only like long term goal is, is I just want to be like a maybe get to the point where I could be a competitive role with anyone in the room. Yeah. Like not even that I want to beat them or just be a tough able out. To, yeah, yeah. Just like I don't I don't want to be anyone's rest role. Right. Like, maybe I could get to that point. Yeah. You know? But I, no, I don't. I was told that like. The people that are like just set on a certain color, like, and then once they get there, they tend to quit. Well, that's your goal, right? Yeah. If your goal is a blue belt yeah, and you quit. get it, then what's left? And yeah. you quit. And that's why, yeah. what is it, 90% of people that get their blue belt quit? Yeah, something. But like that's that. not true of our gym. Is it not? I don't, it's I don't, not. Not in my experience since I've been there the last two years. I'm just thinking of all the people that have gotten their blue belt, and there are, I don't know, you like, like Allison, uh, Reyes. Uh, Sam, I guess, already had his. Jody got her blue belt. Um, there's a bunch of people that have belted up since I've been there, and there are like two of them that don't train anymore. 
So good. like we're the opposite of whatever yeah. that rule is. Yeah, that is good. Um, and I promise I, I I stay gone periods long enough. People think I've quit too, but no. like I you know. <laughs> no, you're busy. <laughs> but no, but where you're at on rank, where you're like, well, I don't I don't care about rank. That was the point I got to, and I got my four stripe on my white belt, and I was like, well, I I can just be a white belt forever. Like whatever, I don't care. Okay. That's about the time they gave me a blue belt. So keep that mindset. Yeah. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just I don't mean, make the blue belt your goal. Yeah, I'm I'm training to really to help my job. I mean, I yeah. just I just don't want to. I'm I'm doing it for for that reason primarily. Yeah. I mean, what's well, what me and Ayla were talking on the way in tonight, and uh, walking up the sidewalk out here, and we had gone past the ESPYS up here. They're giving uh, awards to high school seniors around here who played sports or whatever. Like those kids are done. Their sport's over. Like, the football players, like, was it one out of 100 kids or whatever get to go play college football? Like, so you probably won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you graduate high school, like, they don't let you play football anymore. Like, you're just done. Yeah. When you when you graduate, you can't play baseball anymore or mm-hmm. so many other sports, yeah. you know. But jiu-jitsu is something – there's people 80 years old still doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, and let's you, do that. Yeah, and you can compete every weekend if you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to drive somewhere, you, you can – You can find a tournament. Yeah, yeah. find yeah. your bracket find a church too so yeah. every weekend <laughs> yeah there's one right here right there is right we're sitting in one right now you go to one yeah tell what's the name of your church again young's grove baptist who's the pastor there brady west brady west we talked about this the other night yeah and i yeah. couldn't think of what his name was yeah we uh we had a pastor who was uh one of my buddies from school he was the same age as me he was he pastored there about seven or eight years and he left about two years ago and then um, he's the same age as you, and he, he was pastored this, for eight years. He, dude, so that he started st- him off pretty young. He started pastoring our church, dude. I want to say we were probably twenty-one. Wow! And he pastored in uh, about seven or eight years. He's about twenty. Let no man despise so. your youth, right? Yeah, I, but Good he's stuff. He, he graduated from Shorter. He went to seminary. I mean, yeah, Blake Dodds is his name. You can look him up. Look up the. Uh, I feel like I should know who that is. I, we've talked about him. Okay. Um, yeah, you can look up our uh, our church YouTube page and pull up his sermons when he was okay. there. But um, yeah, he was the pastor, and then he uh, he left, went to a church in North Carolina, and uh, we found our pastor. I, I think he was from Noonan or Carrollton, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. He was a youth pastor, and um, our pulpit committee went down there and found him, and um, got him to preach. And the rest of history, man. Sign we yeah, on. we love him, man. He's been great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. The tenants, we didn't have like a, a the, the transition was seamless. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have a mass exodus. So you didn't, did you, was there no period between the two pastors? There was. Um, no. Yeah, we, I would, it wasn't that long though. I mean, we yeah. had, we had a really proactive pulpit committee. Um, they found him. We had, um, we had an interim pastor, like a long-term interim pastor, yeah. you know, like two or three months and he was great. And, uh, you know, periodically we had a like a real candidate come in and preach yeah and uh when brady came you know we decided to vote i'm pretty sure it was like unanimous you know yeah, yeah. he's been great man he's he's awesome he's a younger guy he's, he's probably 38 39 something like that he's got Good like deal. four boys um yeah loves sports loves basketball you know it's just a good guy, man. Good, we love good. him, man. He's Gotta great. Get him on the podcast. Hey, he would love it, man. Yeah, he, I'm sure he would. Put me in touch with him. We'll yeah, him he um, he's a full time preacher. You know, we, we pay him full time. Yeah, so he, and he studies a lot. <laughs> he's, Got to he's, man. Yeah, he does. Got he, to. He's well read, and um, we love him, man. Good love deal. Him. 
So you guys, are you involved at church besides, I mean, I know it's tough with your schedule to be like a deacon or whatever, and you do anything like that? I'm not a deacon. Um, Like I said, about the most I was doing was helping teach the Sunday school class. Um, We do the visitation. Mm -hmm. Um, That's about it, man. Uh, Little stuff around, you know, they'll, uh, you know, the, the It'd be the visitation. Um, you know, we, we've got some construction going around in the church, uh, and they'll have like a uh, like a volunteer come help. But that's mm. that's about all we do. Yeah. Well, I just I always feel like, and I I've never seen any data on it, but I feel like if you're involved in church, you're more likely to stay there. Oh yeah, because it's for sure. especially here in, in yeah. Northwest Georgia, we can just leave the church yeah. and go to another one. I do not sing in the choir. I, I do. I don't sing in the choir. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't sing. I never have. Probably never will. My wife doesn't. She she does not talk. Not a singer. She's not a singer. Yeah. She doesn't like. She's shy. You know. I'll sing where I'm standing. Right. I don't want to get in front of everybody uh, else and no, sing. No, I, 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 yeah. I do it every Sunday, but it's you know. Yeah. Not exactly leading the song. Hey, you've seen it before, but it's you know. Yeah. Bless everybody's heart. Me standing in front of the room. Yeah. But yeah, I no, think our being, choirs being involved is you guys. Yeah. So you guys got a choir there. Oh, dude, and they're good. That's what's so intense. Are they on your YouTube like, channel too? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some churches just put the sermon on there. Like, give me the whole thing. Oh, well, actually, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to look. They should be. They're good. I'm sure there's at they're least good. one. They on practice. There. I mean, that's that's what's so daunting about. Like, I, dude, I'd get up there and ruin it. <laughs> like, I know. Right? I mean, These people up there that know what they're be, doing. They're, they're the point. You got to be good, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. almost. Got to make the cut. Yeah, but, but they 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 it, practice. They know what they're doing, man. It's important stuff. Yeah. You got to get that right. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of churches don't with yeah. worship. You just mm-hmm. get what you get, or yeah. you make it into something that it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a big deal. It's a it's a sermon mm-hmm. in and of itself. It is, man. A lot of people. I mean, I, I think they come for that. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Of, I've talked to a lot of people, man. I, I invited a guy to my church one time, and. Uh, I just, this is what he said. Yeah, I, I said, uh, hey, you know, you should come try at our church. And he said, uh, oh, you talking about that one over there? You know, blah blah. Said, yeah. And he said, I'll be honest with you, man. He said, I went over there, and uh, I come in, and our our service starts. We don't start at eleven. We start at ten forty-five. Okay. So a lot of people that used to traditionally starting eleven, yeah. they'll come and we're already going. Right. So he comes in at eleven. He said, I popped open that back door. The choir was up there singing. I listened. And he said, and he called off some musical term. Like he's a music buff. Yeah. And he said, y'all were singing in alto or whatever. And he said, <laughs> he said, shut the door, got in the car and left. And I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> all right. bless you, man. I, I said, well, I guess it, it might not be the place for you. Yeah. I, mean, I thought our choir was good. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he rattled off like that musical term. And so he, he left because they were good? No, I think he just didn't like, he didn't like, the way they were doing oh, okay. it, like the choir was arranged or something. Like he said he popped open the door and they were singing in wow. some. So he didn't have a problem with the song. Like right. he's a, he's a Baptist church too. Like, but uh, yeah, he just I don't know. He he said he just shut the door and left. He's like the, the music wasn't good enough for him. Sound like he was looking for an excuse. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, man. I'd have to ask him, I guess, in person. Yeah, but I actually met him on a call at work. Here's how I got there to that guy. So his church. His church got broken into, mm. and I was there, like, investigating the burglary. Like, I got in there and stole a guitar and stuff. Ugh. And he was telling me that um, 
he was kind of venting to me about you know some stuff going on in their church and and he was singing in their choir and he was telling me yeah we're having like a like a redback hymnal night coming mm-hmm. up we're gonna sing and i was like dude i love the hymnals you know and then i said you ought to come check out our church sometime at this point you know he was kind of telling me he's shopping around basically right and uh that's when he he said yeah i came over there and i popped open that door and they were singing and you know whatever i, I don't uh, know if he said alto or whatever it was yeah he said i, I shut it and left i was like okay bless his heart yeah I don't know if that's a reason to not go to church, but hope he finds what he's looking yeah, for. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't seen him since. Uh, who knows, man? Who knows? People do people stuff. Yeah. That's what I always say. But uh, People break into churches. Yeah, yeah. Golly, who breaks into a church? I don't know. I don't know if they, if our detectives figured that one out. <laughs> I hope they did. I hope so. Break in somebody else's. We don't, for the record, we have nothing worth stealing here. Everybody's <sighs> thinking about breaking into our church. <laughs> Well, if they come and steal your air conditioning system, like your landlord will take care of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's what usually they'll they go for like the copper, the and copper. The air conditioning. Yeah. And they had some guitars left out, and they took some of the guitars. Oh uh, man, yeah, that's what it was. We're acapella at this point, not because we yeah. necessarily want to be. We just don't have anybody can play an instrument. <laughs> so, <laughs> no instruments here. Nothing worth yeah. stealing. Yeah. Go rob somebody else's. Don't rob anybody else's church. <laughs> If you're gonna steal from, if you're gonna break into someone's house or steal from someone, break into a drug dealer's house, steal from him. Don't break into a church. Is that okay? Is it like a cop code? It's okay to rob. No, nah, I mean dealer? I'm just saying, like, just, just be thoughtful, man. Don't okay, break into a right. church, man. Do some research on these people before you go break in their doors. It's just not that's gonna a, sting as much. It's a different podcast, right there. A different episode. I think we'll get into. Is it okay to rob a drug dealer? Depends on who uh, you ask. I don't know. People have asked me before. They're like, would you take a drug dealer's money at your church? I'm like, well, we're not using it for the same thing he's using it for. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess I so. Mean, can you tell him no? I mean, you I can't guess, accept his tithe just because you know he does drugs? Can, but but why would you? Like I said, it's not, you know. Yeah. Do you not, preach on tithing a lot? I, what we do is start in chapter 1, verse 1. So it comes up. Yeah, it has to. Um, I don't do a ton of topical preaching. I usually just... Yeah, it's just yeah. expository. We yeah. just go straight through. Yeah. Um, but we're in Matthew right now. Yeah, we talked about when Jesus at- is about to call Matthew. Where we're at in, in chapter nine. Mm-hmm. So He's a tax collector. They're going to talk about yeah. money. And, oh yeah. But I mean, it, it's a thing. I, I don't like to do it because the church has the reputation of asking your money, begging for money, yeah. right? Indeed. But it's nice to have lights in yes. an air condition yeah. and chairs and you know stuff. Yeah. Um, Man. We don't have a ton, but it's nice to have what we do, and that stuff costs money. It does. I'll say this. I'm not a pastor. I'm not associated with Danny's church, but my experience with tithing, just being full transparency here, mm-hmm. I didn't start tithing like I should until probably 2017. Yeah. Like before then, sporadic if I had it. Right. You know, um, but like now, I, I mean, the way I do it is the week that I get paid, I get paid every other week. Mm-hmm. I I tithe that week, right? So it's like I'm. It's for, I don't forget it. Yeah. I tithe online, and uh, I do it while I'm sitting in the building. Mm-hmm. I get paid that week, and I'm there that week because I'm off. <laughs> yeah. And I tithe while I'm sitting there when they ask for tithe, so I right. don't forget. But for the longest, I like I had the, I don't know, man. Like you know, the Bible says it's more of a blessing to give than receive. Right. And um and it says God loves a cheerful giver, and I, 
I found myself like, man, if I I could have went and bought this with that, oh, and man. I and yeah. I knew I should I shouldn't even be there, and I I began to pray and and ask like, give me the the cheerful spirit that I need when I give, yeah. and I, he did like that. I I have no. I give the money. I want to give it. I feel guilty if I don't. Right. And I just, um, I, I feel cheerful when I give it. Yeah. I mean, I want to give it. I want to give more, you know, like I, I have no problem with it. And it's, you know, I couldn't not tie it at this point. Man. Yeah. It just, yeah. Well, it's um, like going to church itself. It's just something you can't not do anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to, and then, and which I think that spirit is like exists pretty well within our church. I mean, we we panned out the flings in the uh, in the our uh, business meetings, yeah. and I mean we're over like we're we're in, well in the green every time. I there mean, you go. People are tithing, you know. And well, we're supposed to be responsible, yeah. individually and as a church with mm-hmm. our money. So that yeah. it's good that everybody's on the same page yeah, with that. And tithe if you go to your church. I mean, oh, man, <laughs> please. It's I, always people get on that thing where the church just wants your money and whatever. Well, like you, you go to church and that's cool, but like. You go in that bathroom over there, and there's no toilet paper. Yeah, no paper towels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, Great value soap. We should have paid for that. Well, here's here's something that was, I, I guess, I, God, you know, allowed me to see was, you know, when I give my amount of money, I see that as it's an act of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it. I'm giving it to God, and God's going to do something magical with it. Yeah. I mean, that, let's say it's 100 bucks. Right. I give that 100 bucks, man, something great. Can come from that. Yeah, I mean, it can yeah. do. God knows what. Right. I mean, it can go to another country because we we do foreign missions. Yeah. I mean, it can go here. Well, you I mean, do your visitation, so it could go to somebody yeah, down the street. I mean, yeah, it know? could help a person with cancer. It, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like I need to like escape my own mind and thinking, man, I could have bought a PlayStation game with that. Like, no, no, right. no, no, no. We're not. No, no. This is this is for something far greater. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And when I started seeing it that way, it it just. It helped me so much. Yeah. Well, and, and the way you do it, too, you give out of what's called your first fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you don't yeah. wait and see. If I got anything left, yeah, I'll give no, it to no, the no, church, no. you know. And yeah. Yeah. You give out of your first fruits. Yep. And that was the, the issue with uh, with Cain's offering. You know, everybody, you look at that and you read through it at first and you go, well, what was the big deal that Cain's yeah. offering wasn't as good as Abel's? Yeah. Well, like, it wasn't his first fruits. Yeah. It was what he had left. Mm-hmm. And, uh that's a big deal. So it's, yeah. It doesn't take faith to give what you got yeah. left. When I was growing up, my daddy told me, he was like, "Man, you, uh, that means you're supposed to tithe on your, your tax returns, too. Oh, that's <laughs> that tough, right? From the, <laughs> your first fruits, uh, which I do. I mean, It's I, my I vacation, though. I gotta, yeah. We need that car or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's right, though. You, you tithe out of what's up front. But it's. I've never been more blessed money-wise, and not that God made money fall out of the sky, but when you take care of your money and you tithe and you're responsible, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, even beyond tithing, not yeah. wasting money or spending money you don't have or yeah. whatever. But Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I, I'm not black bragging or anything, but I've never had to borrow money. Yeah. It's never put me in debt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I feel much more comfortable and confident with my finances that I'm just I'm going to be – I'm going to be taken care of, you know, yeah. and uh, throughout that time when I started tithing, man, like I, I started making more money at work and, you know, I, I wasn't promoted then, but I've been promoted since then. Yeah. I, you know, I, like I've got, you know, plenty of money coming in. And yeah. God takes care of us. Yeah, when we're man. I, I mean, it's, I don't know. 
you can't make people do it. No, you <laughs> can't, can't force you them can't. to. Well, it, that's you know. my, I got to stand up there and go. Well, this is. Yeah. I, I gave a report last week about how much we had and what the budget looked like based on the giving over the last quarter and all. You know, and yeah. so it's it's all, it's in the back of my head. I wish it wasn't. I wish that. Uh, Somebody in my church would step up and be like, "Hey, I'll be the treasurer and just like take all this." Because I don't, I don't want to know who's giving how much. I don't want to know, you know, where we're at. I want to know that we're covered yeah. and the lights are going to be on next month. But mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather just not deal with that at all and just be the preacher. Yeah, but you're a man of many hats when man, you become a pastor. You have to be. As you're it turns a, you, out, you are a therapist. You're a you're a yard your worker if, yeah, you know, if yeah. someone in the church needs it right. I mean, which that's another thing I had a conversation with a guy uh, recently he was telling me that his church he was like man we uh, we really want to model our church off of the example set from the early church mm-hmm. and it was talking about in scripture where it says like the elders of the church were responsible for the the widows and all that and widows he was like, and orphans so, yeah. yeah so what he said he was like our deacons are assigned like respond like you're responsible for this widow, this yeah. one, this one, or That's whatever. Awesome. He's like cut the grass if they need it. Yeah, you know their car needs oil change, they go do it. And he's like, and they love it. He's yeah. like, and it's a great way. And I was like, man, that is a great. That's a such a. That's, that's such a great idea. Yeah, man. I mean, it, I really like that idea. Yeah, oh, that's 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 how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You look at the church in the Book of Acts and. You know, they had all things in common, and, yeah. you know, they took care of each other. Yeah. It wasn't a question of, mm-hmm. I make more than he does, so I'm not sharing mine with him. Mm-hmm. And Well, that know. that kind of goes back to our earlier point, like that other person was saying, you know, I wish the church could be more like our gym. And yeah. I, I don't doubt that our gym would be opposed to helping other people like that. Oh, man, yeah. And, but our church should be that way, you know, yeah. like that, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, we're commanded to. Yeah. It's not a, a request, right? It's no, a, it's, a, it's a command. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's what we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Well, all right, man. I think we're going to jump off about here. But thanks for coming in on man, short notice. Thanks for having me, man. Carrying the episode. You did great, man. <laughs> you did thanks. great.